Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation, it's a Saturday episode for you. Lots going on today. I'm going to kick us off today because I want to make sure everybody out there in Luca Nation knows I'm alive. I'm smiling. It's Saturday. Happy day in the sports world. Happy day in the uh, in the podcast world. We're loving life. Our numbers are set records this morning. We're at, we're at we're listener numbers higher than we've ever been at, which we're thrilled. I got to say thank you. Would I be slightly happy? Had the Yankees won this yesterday, I'd be you know going on to face the Houston Astros, and I'd, I'd have that entire storyline. Yes, I'd be slightly happier if I if I if I said that I wasn't slightly upset about the Yankees' loss, then I wouldn't be a fan. You know, I mean, you know, you have to feel it. You have to you know be slightly upset about the Yankees losing last night. Um, you know, some positives. Garrett Cole took the ball, did what he needed to do. You know, the guy's been plagued by the home run. But, I mean, talk about a great start on short rest. You got to give tip the hat to Tampa. They were the better team all year. Um, they were the better team in this series. Um, you know, close game. What upsets game, you more, great... Aaron Judge or Chapman? Well, Judge was the only one who hit the home run. Chapman upsets me the most, right? So, Judge, look, Judge is what he is, right? So, you know, I'm not thrilled with Judge. But, you know, Judge is not the guy he was when he hit 52 home runs as a rookie, um, you know, to expect that from him for his whole career, it's, you know, it's absurd. Um, you know, he doesn't stay healthy. He's very hit or miss. He is the poster child for today's baseball game, which is, you know, you strike out or you hit a home run. And he had three hits in the playoffs and they were all home runs. You know? <laughs> three hits in the entire so, playoffs? Yeah, three hits in the playoffs and they were home runs. Um, Chapman. So, Haven't they learned the lesson I, not to bring in a closer uh, with a tie ball game? Is, it doesn't just matter. They could have brought him in. They could have just brought him in for that for that inning. It doesn't. It really does not make a difference. So the best thing that Chapman ever did was let us trade him to Chicago in 2016. That was the best thing he ever did because he got us Glaber Torres, who was a little bit of a disappointment. Although I think Glaber Torres still, you know, even upon his exit yesterday, leads the the major leagues in playoff batting average. I think he was batting like 340 right. in the playoffs. So 358 so, is what I heard. You're you know, absolutely I, right. But it, it's. But it seems like he every time he came up on a big spot, it didn't work. I mean, he hit that big home run, obviously, which was huge. But, you know, look, the, the offense for both teams was anemic last night, which you don't expect. I mean, yes, with Cole starting and, yes, their best starters. But, you know, with, with, with Cash trying to piece it together with everybody facing a pitcher once but not getting a second look at another pitcher, it was pretty smart. I mean, which you don't expect to see. You don't expect to see a 2-1 game like that where you're going to be piecing it together with a bullpen and the whole deal. And, you know, ultimately what's going to happen there is somebody's going to blink. Somebody's going to, you know, somebody's going to, you know, somebody's going to hit the home run. Somebody's going to do it. And what we've seen with Chapman is, look, he's a fireball, right? You love seeing 100, 101 on there. But but how many times do you have to watch the same thing happen where somebody turns around one of his pitches and, and ends the game? I mean, you know, you saw it last year with Altuve, you know, it steals your heart. You see it this year, the same kind of thing, you know. How many times are they going to, you know, go to Chapman and say, oh, here you go, go ahead, have fun, and lose the game for us? So, I mean, listen, the truth of the matter is I'm not the GM. If I was, I would mix it up a little bit. They've gone really far in the, um, in the regular season for the last, you know, five, six years um, on home run or nothing. Uh, that's the style of baseball that's being played now. But I haven't seen the Twins win any World Series recently. I haven't seen any anybody, you know, do that. What I saw was an Astros team last year that had a nice combination of pitching, which you need, and the Yankees are a little weak in pitching. I've seen a nice combination of pitching and 
a combination on the offense of those mashers, the guys who hit home runs, but also people who put the ball in play. You know, it's a shame that you watch a team like, like them come out last night and, you know, it's the ninth inning, you know you need one run. And they, they don't have the ability to manufacture a run. Everybody's coming up there, whether it's Luke Voigt swinging like he's trying to, you know, strain an oblique. Um, everybody's looking to tie the game on one swing. And it's not the easiest thing in the world to go up there and hit a home run, right? But I, I, I look back and maybe this, is, maybe this is just not the sport anymore. But I look back when I was younger and I watched baseball and people would hit the ball. People would put the ball in play. You know, people would hit for a single. People would steal a base. I remember the, the, the monumental collapse of Yankees to the Red Sox where the current manager of the Dodgers, Dave Roberts, got on first. Uh, I mean, went from first to second, stole a base, and manufactured a run that, that, that beat Mariano Rivera. You know, I, I remember it, when Mariano got beat, it wasn't getting beat by a home run, right? It was getting beat by, uh, by Luis Gonzalez. Was that his name? I think Luis Gonzalez for the Diamondbacks who, you know, hit a bleeder over Jeter's head, you know, in Seattle. It was singles. And, you know, the ninth inning comes and the Yankees are up. Uh, would it be great for them to hit a home run and tie the game? Sure, but that doesn't happen. What, what would be better is work a walk, you know? Don't mm-hmm. look to crush every pitch, you know? You know, take, take, take some pitches, you know? Work a walk. Hit a single. You know what I mean? Get somebody into scoring position. Walk and walk and butt gets you in uh, scoring position. So I love happens. when the Royals would do that. Yeah, and the Royals won a World Series doing that. You know, so I mean, there's something to be said about that. It's why I think the Astros are good. They got you know players like like Michael Brantley. He hits home runs. Don't get me wrong, but that's a guy who you need. That's why Lemayhew is so valuable. And I hope the Yankees do whatever they need to do to keep him. He's he's telegraphed that he wants to stay with the Yankees. Um, but this is already too much Yankee stuff. They, they lost in the division series. It's, it's too much time to spend on a team that didn't even make it to the ALCS. All right, so, the story of the day then, Cage. What, let, let's talk about the Charizard and the Logan Paul live rip. Were you watching either of those? So, I, I listen, there was so much to watch last night. And i got to give a shout-out to Jeremy Padauer as well because, you know, while Logan Paul's out there, you know, doing his thing um, and breaking the cards, Jeremy was on live doing a whole, you know, back and forth, you know, talking about the value of the cards, explaining what cards are coming out of the pack. And I also want to give him just a little bit of props here as well. I think he knows Logan Paul. He's definitely spoken to Logan Paul. They've gotten involved with each other in the in the, the Pokemon world. But at one point we asked him, hey, why don't you go live and we'll put the, the TV, you know, like the YouTube on the bottom of you while you talk over it. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to vulture views from Logan Paul. Meanwhile, Jeremy had like 50 or 60 people watching him. I'm sure that that wouldn't have mattered. But just, you know, that thought process, it's something I kind of want to acknowledge because it's really cool. Like, we're all trying to do our thing out here, um, and there's room for all of us to succeed, right? So, you know, I love that. Shout out to some some good podcasts that, you know, I'll share with our audience. If you don't listen to them, you know, Car Talk is a really great one. Sladstocks does a great thing. The House of Jordans, you know, Heroes for Sale. Um, any I'm forgetting that you listen to, Andrew? I only listen to uh, Mr. Cage Lawyer. Ah, you're funny. Anyway, there's some really good stuff Ravel. out there. There's some really good guys. Darren Ravel, that's my guy. So, but I mean, you know, if you don't follow Jeremy and you're getting into uh, uh, Pokemon, go ahead and follow him. I mean, there's some really good knowledge, really good information out there. Um, so the 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 Charizard, the you know the break. I almost tuned it out when he did. I've never watched Logan Pono, who this guy. I thought he was a boxer. <laughs> no, he's a, he's a he's an online celebrity who's learning how to box. But no, but he's good. He's really good at what he does. But you almost tuned out when what happened? Well, because he he had some guy show up and he stand. It was so horribly set up. Like you knew that this guy was going to do something with the box. But basically, he went to open the box. They took it out of plastic. And they went to open the box. And he has a knife. 
and a, a, a guy, one of his friends or, you know, business partners, whatever it is, comes over and he's like, all right, we're going to open the box now. I've sold these packs for $11,000 each to 36 packs, which I mean, just amazing. You pay 200 grand and sold it for almost 400, you know, when, when you do the math on, on the packs, right? Just right off the bat. So he gets all this press, he gets all this publicity, he gets, I think at one point, there were like 200,000 live viewers watching this yep. thing. I mean, just yep. talk about like a real, a real smart guy, obviously, you know, knows how to, how to, you know, take advantage of, 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 of what's hot in the world, right? But this guy comes over and, and he's like standing over his shoulder and they really like slow roll it, right? So like, all right, what's going to happen here? Um, Jeremy almost lost his mind. He thought it was real, which is pretty funny. But the guy comes, takes the box, grabs it and throws it against the wall as hard as he can. The Pokemon first edition box. And they're like, what are you doing? That can't I, be that can't be the real one. Well, so while you're watching it, there's only one box. It's the box. They had it, it's sealed, it's in a plastic, it's plastic wrap. They take the shrink wrap off. It's like a it is a box. It's a sealed box, right? It's a whole like real deal. And and he flips out. He's like, What are you doing? Like, I don't even own this anymore. It's eleven thousand dollars a pack. How am I gonna get these people their money back? Like, what's your problem? What are you doing? And of course, you know, they, they put up the camera, it's all dented and mushed. Um, and he opens it up and there's like cotton in it. He's like, Oh, we got you guys. And I'm like, All right, I'm turning this off. Like, this can't be the ambassador <laughs> for anything that I'm involved in. You know what I mean? Like, like that's it. Who wants to buy all my Pokemon cards? You know? So um, but anyway, it turned out of course that was not the boss. So, so uh, you were watching Jeremy live watching that? Yeah, and Jeremy's like, Oh my god, you know, he's like, What did they do? No, you know, you know, Jeremy's like, I thought he got me. Oh, he got me good, you know, like Jeremy, you know. And I'm sure there are other people who thought it was real because I mean, look, obviously this is a publicity thing, right? You know, the guy may love Pokemon, but obviously he's doing this for the views, right? What yes, would be sir. talked about more? What would be even, I mean, talk about the headlines if he never even actually opened them up, but instead destroyed the box. I mean, <laughs> it would be absurd, right? So, um, but anyway, that's how they started. And then they he, pulled box, and he, pu he pulled a Chansey. He pulled a Chansey. Three. Three Chanseys? Three Chanseys. Three Jesus. Chanseys. Yep, three chances. I think two Blastoise. He pulled the Charizard. Um, I think the the twelve. Saksha actually, our guest from this week, had a cool video up on Card Hops. It's uh -huh. a it's a mash video. Check it out. I saw it on Twitter this morning. Um, it was a cool video of just a mash, like a one minute video of the twelve hollow hits all mashed together in nice. sequence of how he pulled them. It's a pretty cool way of doing it. I think he ended with like an Alakazam, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool to watch because I don't think anybody's opening boxes like that anymore. I mean, look, he paid $200,000 for the box. You know, it's like watching an E6 Fleer box get ripped on steroids. Um, so it's pretty cool. I mean, look, I haven't done it like a, you know, like a, wow, let me get my magnifying glass out and freeze them. A couple of cards looked off center. Um, Can I talk about that? You know, I'm, and I think yeah, it's please. a lesson to, to our, our community. When you're ripping cards, not every card that comes out of the pack is a 10 or a 9, guys. It's it's an illusion to value the cards as their tens and nines, uh, to try to get your value back. Because uh, some of the cards, like he was like, oh, this is going to be a ten, this is going to be a ten. It, it often seems easier said than done, and you can't value uh, a card that comes out as a PSA ten. You value it as what does a raw card of that version sell? Yep. Yeah, I would say most likely, in an average pack the vast majority of the cards would grade a nine. I think that's fair. In this, something that's modern right now. But you also have to take into account the fact that this box came out in 1999. Exactly. So it's a 21-year-old box that's been who knows where for who knows when. Someone's yep. closet, 
you know, I mean, bouncing around, moving from one apartment to another. I mean, who the hell knows? Obviously, for recently, it's been stored in a nice plastic case and whatnot because it's got some real value. But for yep. a while there, it was not a, a priceless piece of uh, uh, sports memorabilia. So <clears throat> that's part of the thing with vintage, right? It's part of the thing with anything that's got some age to it. Yep. Um, yep. I mean, cards look good. Don't get me wrong. The cards look really good. No, no, they look but, very you know, good. But even an eight looks really good. It's you, true. That, that, it's that's all true. I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I obviously I want everyone to get a 10, <laughs> but uh, I, I just, it's just from my experience. Like I, I've ripped a few mosaic, a few optic, the cards you think that get 10, sometimes they get eights and nines. You just don't notice that little dimple or that little surface scratch yeah. or that little blemish. It, all, that's all it takes. Especially uh, cards like these, right? Where you have a hologram on the card like the charizard and those 12 hollows that he pulled them mm -hmm. in it's so easy to get surface scratches on them during the printing process it's so 100%. easy and the back the back border is a a very dark blue around the edge mm -hmm. that is so susceptible to chipping and whitening and little dings and little scratches and whatnot it's very difficult i was actually a little surprised to see he wasn't wearing gloves when he opened it i was surprised too and he was hitting the corners but dude i mean it's his first time ripping He's not a professional. I think people knew that. I think it was – I watched it for about 15 minutes. He's really entertaining. He's good at what he does. Uh, I see why so he gets loving. So can I tell you that I watched it in mute after he did the box trip trick? I turned the sound no, off and just watched the uh, taxi. I understand. <laughs> I understand. There was too much to watch, right? You had Jeremy on live. You had – Well, yeah, Logan I had the Yankees. Ripping. Yankees, you had game, game, seven, uh, game five of the finals. Uh, it was just too much. And it was a LeBron lot of stuff. Chrome, it was, it was, my, my LeBron Chrome auction ending at the exact same time. So it's good, an iconic auction ending, which we can we can roll into now. I mean, the, the Charizard ending. I'll tell you what I was a little more surprised about was um, Venusaur. So Blastoise ended, Venusaur ended. Those There were three of them ending in the auction last mm -hmm. night. And I was a little surprised at how high Venusaur went and how low Blastoise went comparatively. Aren't and, they the same um, exact basically – if you compare them like players in the NBA, aren't they equivalent? Um, yes. As far as I just got a text, former rapper logic drops 226 K on rare Pokemon card. The guy who sold the, the guy who sold. Why, why do the, they call him former, former rapper? That's crazy. Man. I don't know. It's I'm, crazy I'm reading how text out, of, messages. out of touch. I am. Uh, the guy I who sold logic. the card just texted me. So, so I know the seller of the card. I've bought many cards from him in, in pursuit of my set. Um, he was always planning on auctioning the Charizard. I've tried to pry it from him so many times and just couldn't. Um, so he's the one who sold it. And he just sent me an article that it was Logic who bought the card. Um, he says, you know, it's private. So he couldn't tell me, but he can obviously share a public article. Yep. Um, I also can tell you that I don't know whether or not the Blastoise is actually going to sell. Because the seller was not happy with the price of it. So he may have, he may have actually about that. he may have actually bid on it himself at the end. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I know he wasn't happy about the price. So we'll see. We'll see whether or not that Blastoise shows oh, up. The, so the, the seller has the option to pull out. No, but if you buy the card yourself, you know you, then it doesn't sell. But don't you have to pay the buyer's premium anyway? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know, but if he's saying basically that card's you know worth fifty grand and it sells for thirty five. You know, I don't want to sell it at that price. And he's willing to take the hit there. And, you know, you work it out and do it. He did not. I'm just I'm just assuming this. This is not what the seller told me. I do yeah. know, though, that uh, that that um, with Charizard selling for 
his expectation and mine is that Blastoise is a $100,000 card. That's always been the multiple. It's always been about the multiple on it. So Blastoise is a, you know, is a card that, uh, you know, that's the number two. That's the number two to, uh, to, to the Charizard. It just has been, right? So, um, you don't know any I of guess, Logic's music? No, I don't know any of Logic's music. There I thought that was a vaping pen. Logic was one of those things where, like, you smoke, you smoke like fake cigarettes, uh, right? It's a Logic. Highly, highly recommend going back and listening to uh, Logic's early mixtapes. Really good okay. flow. Really good flow. Really good yeah. lyricist. Um, dude, Logic Listen, was he Logic's deal, right? He's really good at, at doing Rubik's cubes too. I don't know if that matters. I can do Rubik's cues also. I give it two minutes, I get it done. If I don't get it done in two minutes, I start ripping the stickers off and I start replacing the stickers. That's what I do. So I'm good with the Rubik's cues. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen. So, 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 what we learned from last night, we we we've heard about some private sales um, on the Charizard in the high ones. Um, I think there was a, a recent sale. Uh, TCA Gaming sold a five pack of Charizards, including one and four other lower end ones, for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which would put this sale in line. Um, you know, it's showing that's another young person who probably grew up with, with Pokemon or knows about Pokemon is, uh, dropping some money on it for a flex the same way that Steve Aoki did the same way a bunch of these other guys have done. Um, the card has come up a lot in the last month and a half. I mean, I was talking to sellers about this card for $85,000 in July, um, and in August, maybe even. So, um, you know, obviously that's what happens. Uh, this is one of those supply and demand lessons, right? So when there is just not that much supply um, and the demand really spikes the way that it has, um, you know, you can see these huge price fluctuations, these huge price jumps that we're seeing with the Charizard. Um, I will tell you, you know, my thought on it, it, it is my play actually. So it's a good, it's a good segue, right? So the Charizard um, first edition PSA 10 is your play? No. Pokemon's my play. I mean, yeah, guys, if you have the money, go out and buy a Charizard first edition PSA 10. I don't see any reason for it to go down. Um, but but if you don't have that kind of money, no, my, 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 my idea is this, and I'm going to do this, guys. So it's another one of those plays, right, where, um, um, where I will be in it with you, right? So um, I'll give you some time, obviously. You know, we'll let this episode drop, and I'll give you guys some time. But I will, you know, say the end of this week, I will start doing this myself. Um, so I'll, I'll pose it to you this way and see whether or not we can get your line of thinking in line with mine, right? When Luca's Optic PSA 10 started to fly, I mean, Luca's Prism PSA 10 started to fly and it went up to $1,000, $1,500, $2,000. It priced people out of the equation. So what did we tell them and what is a smart investor looking at if they still want a piece of Luca as a property but they can't drop $2,000 or now $1,250 on a PSA 10 prism. What would you tell what them? What would I do? tell them? Yep. Um, <laughs> I would take a look at optic or hoops probably. Correct. You take a look at optic and we've told them to look at optic. You take a look at hoops and we've told them to take a look at hoops. Same thing with Trey. If the Trey silver is too much money and uh, you know, the, the, so you start looking at other ways in your price point to get into that property, to get into Trey, to get into Luca, to get into it. So, I'm going to let you guys know Charizard is obviously going to be talked about, right? This Logan Paul thing is going to shine a huge spotlight on Charizard, on Pokemon, you name it. Charizard specifically. Because everyone will be like, oh, is this the Charizard card? Is that the card? Is this the card? Is that the card? So I'm going to tell you, you're probably not going to be able to buy a Charizard PSA 10 first edition Wizards of the Coast 1999 English set. 
probably not going to happen, right? If you can and you make it happen, please go right ahead. Um, even a nine now, I, I, I think is $50,000. I would not steer clear. I would say the, closer to 70. Okay, might be 70. So, so I, Well, it's I always would, a third. It's always a third. And that's a hundred eighty, $200,000 card, maybe even more. Well, 220 now with the buyer's premium is what basically 219 and change. So um, that's here's where the deal, got, right? That's so, where I got my 70K from, Cage. Any, I like it. Listen, I have one. So if it's 70, I'm thrilled. Um, I would get into any level of that card. I'd look at the shadow list at any level. I'd even go down to the uh, base unlimited, realizing, of course, that it's there are there are more of them. And then I would swing away from there to the 1996 Japanese set. Obviously, if you can find a 10, go for it. If not, a 9, an 8. I wouldn't go much lower than, than that because I'd move away from the 1996 Japanese set and I'd start looking at any other sets in the 90s with Charizard. My favorite for you to get into, and you can get into one of these in you know an 8 or 7, um, relatively inexpensively, 100 bucks. I like the, the Meiji, I call it. You know, M-E-I-J-I. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's a Japanese company. 1999 embossed um, card. But there are so many... 1999, even 2000, even earlier Charizard cards that are out there. I think people are going to be looking for Pokemon and Charizard now. And when they realize that they can't get into um, the card, you're going to have almost like a Honus Wagner effect, right? Honus Wagner is not Ty Cobb. He was great, you know, but he was not the guy, but he's the guy for cards. But if you can't afford that card, you go and you find his other card. You can't afford a 52 Mickey Mantle tops card you buy the 51 bowman or you buy his 53 tops or you start to buy another mantle card it's the same type of effect right you can't buy the lebron james 2003 tops chrome what do you do you buy the bowman chrome one right or you buy a lower grade or you buy his fleer which has flown in value or you buy his tops card which has gone up considerably those cards those fleers people are buying bazooka of him they've all gone up 10x because people want the big card, but then they don't want to drop 15000 you start looking for other options. Same thing we talked about with Luca. So I'm going to throw a bunch out there. In 1999, there's a Topps set. Topps Pokemon. There's a Topps movie set. There's a 2000 Topps set. There's a, a Topps Chrome set. There's a Topps Sun set in 1995. It's called Topps Sun. T-O-P-S-U-N. Topps Sun. There's a card ass. It's weird. Card ass. C-A-R-D-D-A-S-S, <laughs> card ass, right? But that's it, right? That would be my favorite because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a card guy and I'm an ass guy. So card ass, that's the one I should actually be stocking up on. So, um, you know, but, <laughs> but they have Charizard there. Um, they have, and we've talked about some of these, right? But, you know, they have, um, I don't want to, I don't want to leave any, any of these out. We've got Meiji, we've got Top Sun, we got card ass. We've got the Japanese 1996. There's tops from 1999 and 2000. Um, there's just so many different options. Just, just type in Pokemon, 1999, 1996, 1995. Um, there's so many different versions. There are a million ways for you to get into Charizard. And this week, I think, you know, you might still be able to get into them cheap because right now it's Logan Paul fans and us card lunatics that were watching it last night. But these, this, it's going to make headlines, right? 
you're going to start to see Yahoo headlines or wherever you get your news from headlines, <laughs> Apple news stories, headlines. You're going to start to see Logan Paul breaks a $200,000 box of Pokemon on the same night that one of the cards that he got in there sold in Gem Min 10 for $220,000. And everybody's going to start to look for Pokemon again. It already had a whole bunch behind it, but I think it's going to have a whole bunch more now. I think you're going to see much more casual fans get into it. You're going to see people who might not be in cards now get into it. People who, uh, who were Pokemon people, you know, you know, when they were younger, try to jump back into it. And there's a, there's a million ways to get back to Charizard. And then plan B, if you're not a Charizard guy, Mm-hmm. These same sets have all of your guys in them. You can get a, 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 a PSA 10 Pikachu tops from 99, 2000 for very inexpensive now. 100 bucks, 200 bucks in high grade. Right? Cage. That's not going to last. Go ahead, please. What would you say to someone? You know, we often feel as the hobby kind of evolves, you know, prices go up. You always, I think it's a natural feeling and, you know, your experience way in here. You kind of feel like you missed out, right? You missed the. I price. always feel you like missed I missed the out. car. What, what do you recommend to someone who feels like that? So, I'm trying to deal with this myself. I, 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 I gotta tell you guys, right? So I'm one of those guys where it's like, all right, that card, I know I could get it at this price, and when I miss out on it, in that, in my mind, that card's always that price, always that price. So now I say to myself, all right, I could have got a Charizard. First of all, when I started doing Pokemon, Charizard, PSA 10s, you could buy them on eBay for $35 or $40,000, maybe 50. There was one bad one with some scratches on the back that really shouldn't have been a 10, and it sold for like $36,000. And I'm like, I don't want to buy that one. I'll just wait for another one. But to me, that's a $30,000, dollars $50,000 card. But obviously, it's not anymore, and I can't get it for that price. And, and my mindset has to change. The most – so I finally did something recently, and I guess I'll, I'll talk about it here. Um, I always wanted a Michael Jordan 1986 Fleer PSA 10, always. And last year, so we're approaching almost two years on this, but early in 2019, um, there was an auction um, where I was looking at two cards, a Hank Aaron rookie, 1954 tops PSA 8, which is a gorgeous card, or a Michael Jordan PSA 10 Gemini. Now, this was before anybody started talking about basketball, before the basketball card explosion. And at the time, there were eight Michael Jordan PSA 10s available on eBay for between twenty-five dollars and $30,000. And there were no Hank Aaron PSA 8s. They closed within $1,000 of each other. It was like $24,000 and $25,000. And I went with the cheaper and, at the time, I thought rarer, because there were none on eBay, Hank Aaron PSA 8. I did not buy the Michael Jordan. In my mind, I'm like, I'm going to get that Jordan. I mean, there's a million of them, dollars to $30,000. But then those eight disappeared. And then they were 40, and then they were 50, and then they were 70. And then I'm like, wow, what am I doing? Well, my Hank Aaron is still exactly the same price. But here's the rub. I started buying other cards last year. I did not just buy that Hank Aaron. I bought other cards, right? And one of the cards I bought in the summer of last year was a um, Lou Alcindor 1969 Tops, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar card. Um, I bought it in um, what was it a Heritage auction, I think. I bought it in a Heritage auction. I paid $14,000 for it. And I didn't even have $14,000 at the time. So I was on a payment plan. So yes, you can do this with these auction houses, guys, if you didn't know that. I was on a payment plan with Heritage. I paid it off over six months. You know, basically coming out of my paycheck, like, you know, like a loan, right? So, but I wanted to have that card because I saw some potential in it. Anyway, to fast forward, 
I sold that card. It was a PSA eight and a half. It was $14,000. I sold that card. I sold it for a lot more than $14,000. And I took the money and I put it into a PSA 10 Michael Jordan 1986 clear. It wasn't enough to pay for the whole Jordan. But in my brain now, I have to rationalize everything. I'm a lunatic like this. But in my brain, I said, all right, well, I only paid 14 for that. And it paid for two thirds of the Jordan. So I'm back into the Jordan at about 25 or 30 that I should have been. <laughs> I should have been. Had. You know, I mean, it's amazing how we have to do these things, like rationalize in our brain to make ourselves feel better. But really what I have to get better at is this, right? You know, there's no missing out. There's no missing out on the card, right? It's if you want the card, you want the card. But the flip side on it is this, right? Is the card still the buy that you thought it was? when it was twenty-five dollars or $30,000, when it's now one hundred twenty dollars or one hundred twenty-five, dollars I'm actually doing that same type of analysis with the Charizard. Yep. Go ahead. It Please. reminded me of a quote that uh, we were talking about with Warren Buffett yesterday, right? To be able to distinguish between price yep. and value. It's a huge, huge statement, right? So go ahead, talk about that. I think we said it right there, right? I mean, if you think that there's still value in that Charizard, if you think that that Charizard is a $500,000 card because, you know, someone who's trying to complete that first edition set, uh, which is, might be a million-dollar set, maybe that's a $5 million set. Who knows right now? But if you believe uh, the market is trending that direction and the card is 250 well, you still have 100% upside, regardless if you got that card at 50 60 70 80 or 90 uh, yeah, you know, it's a kind of like a revisionist history. You still have value. You still have upside. Uh, We've had him on twice, but I'd love to bring Jeremy back on just to kind of recap all this stuff because Pokemon yeah. is just exploding. But I think if he came on now, he would tell you that that's set currently, even though he bought one earlier this year for, you know, just over a hundred thousand dollars, 140, whatever the heck he, he paid for it. He would tell you that sets a half a million dollar set as we talk today. And it would not be absurd because three of the cards sold last night for nearly 300,000 just three cards of the 104. Right. And the set, I mean, if you think about it in a lot of ways, it might, and it's trending that direction. It, it's art, right? It's almost the complete yep. set almost feels more like it's artwork than just the individual card. Uh, so in that case, you're saving someone time as well. Right. And I think there's a premium on time. Um, I don't know about the set, but we'll see. I mean, you know, the cool thing about the set is it's just not a lot of people who are completing them. That's that's the deal, right? So I think there's 11 of them out there in the world um, for the set, which, you know, look, it is what it is. A lot of people would rather just have the Charizard or maybe two Charizards instead of 104 cards. You know, not a lot of people out there are uh, fans of trainers and energies and that stuff. Who knows? But let's let's talk about game seven. Uh, game, why do people think it's game seven? I, I do think it might be going game seven. Uh, let's talk about, about game the Heat Lakers. People, yeah, I mean, LeBron had a game and uh, they lost. And uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. I think uh, how I many think points momentum, did Butler have? Did Butler have a 30 something. He, he had a triple double, uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but I think he had, he had like a third. I'm just curious because Butler, I mean, listen, that game, that team wins. 35, 12, and 11. So that's Butler's second 30 point triple double. Mm -hmm. Dude, you know how many minutes he played that game? You know who else is the only other person in the world to have two of those 30 point triple doubles there? LeBron. Um, and LeBron almost did it too. He almost had a 40 point triple double. But it just shows you really what, what kind of rarefied air um, Butler is in. 
with with the way he's playing right now. Yeah. Um, he, he almost he probably almost played the whole game. You know, I mean. Yep. He's had so, fifty seconds. I think this is going seven games. I I, I was wrong about my uh, prediction yesterday with uh, the Lakers blowing them out. So was I. But I do, but I think do think that game five is a big deal, right? So. Well, I thought you blow them out is you kind of take their spirit early in the game. Right? Yeah, when you're down 3-1, exactly. you, you feel that you're really far. The finish line is really far. When the Heat just grinded out, and I think that the extra day off really helped the Heat as well. Uh, when you get that W under your belt, and that was just 3-2, well, really you think, all I need is one more win. Because think about it. like All I need is one more win, and – we got them right where we want them. Now we're going into game seven as probably the favorite in terms of momentum. Uh, so we were wrong so, about the, the prediction, but we were right about one thing, right? It really, coming back from 3-1, you need to have not just Jimmy Butler, but you need to have a good coach. Both yeah. a good coach, right? And Very we talked coach. about this in the other episode, right? So, so, you know, these guys were mature enough, despite the fact that they have children playing for them. Um, these guys are mature enough to look at it one game at a time. That's the only way you can you can try to make yep. the comeback like this. And they did. They said, you know what? We we're gonna go out and we're gonna win this game. And look, they they withstood. I I will never admit to LeBron being the greatest player of all time, but if you look at his stat line last night, he had a great game. He did. He had a great game. And you know, look, I I, I forty points. He almost had a triple double. I think he had 40, 11, and seven or some something like that, right? I mean, just you know, distributed the ball. You name it. And everyone else on his team was terrible. Right, we've been talking about KCP. He had a very good game. He was hitting clutch threes. I think he's caught like 16 points also, um, and he's been actually really good. AD had an awful game last night, which to me, by the way, it actually bolsters my point that this team goes as AD goes. If AD is good, they do well. If he's not on, then they don't do well. I think AD is the more important piece. Doesn't mean he's the better player. Obviously, LeBron's amazing. I also think I kind of, you know, most people ride LeBron a little much. I saw a lot of people on Twitter last night. Oh, LeBron drives to the hole and, and, and passes. You, you know, you, you, need, you need one point. You're down one point with the final shot to get you a championship. You know, Jordan's not passing. Jordan has passed. Um, Do you, you know why passing. you're not passing, though? You know why you're – You draw a foul. Well, well why one. would you pass? My, my question to LeBron there is why would you pass? So, okay – let's say the guy is open, but why would you pass? Well, why would you? So this is I your moment. I don't think, I don't, this is I your, but this is your so, moment. This is what listen. you've been in the, the league. Let, let me, let me run here for 20 years. Yeah, you've been ahead. in the league. This yep. is your moment. This is your year. You've talked about how we're going out and we're jobs, not done. Jobs, not done. You're talking about Kobe. You're saying all of these things. He's open. You, you can, all four guys on the perimeter could be wide open. Why would you Let me ask something. Why would That's you not Kobe. shoot your shot there? That's Kobe. Less than 24 seconds. Last shot down one. If it's Kobe instead of LeBron there, is Danny Green taking the last shot? No. And, and there's no thought in your mind that I'm passing this out unless they triple team me. And you don't even think a triple team's coming. You don't think that I'm going to pass this out. Just go to your spot, rise up, and shoot. And – this aren't you the hero of the story? This is what you've literally been waiting for. You've been saying job's not done. Job's not done. Just go. So here's the deal, right? See what happens. I play, See what happens. I, Live with the results. I play basketball with my son, right? And one of the fun things we do, and I used to do this as a kid, right? You know, he's got the ball, he's dribbling it. We got the we got the hoop, and uh, he does the countdown. We're down by one. 
You know, five seconds left. He dribbles towards the basket. Three, two, one. You know what he never does when the clock hits one <laughs> and he's down one? He never sends the ball my way for me to dunk it in and win the game for him. No. When the countdown's coming and you're down by one, every kid on the schoolyard, every kid playing basketball on their neighborhood hoop, you take that last shot. And when it goes in, you, you, the crowd goes wild. They win the game by one at the buzzer. Time's up. Nobody drives to the basket. Three, two, one, and kicks it out to their teammate. But LeBron did. I don't care how open he is. I, it really doesn't matter. Because he can be open, but now you're just living with the chances of someone else shooting. Uh, it just doesn't – it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, because you also he also knows if he misses – We'll come back game six and game seven, and you're the best player ever in the world. Dominate those games. But be so like, let me this ask, is does he get time. killed? Any, does he get killed anyway? Does he get killed every way? Like if he if he takes a shot there when he's obviously got a lot of defenders on him and it's a tough shot, does he get killed anyway? It's not. Do people say do we come on here today when he misses that shot and he's whining for a foul? Do we come on here and say Danny Green, who's one of the most clutch three point shooters in the world? is standing outside there, wide open. All LeBron's got to do is take, just turn his head and pass it out to his teammate. Don't be such a greedy guy and trying to go uh, one-on-three and take it impossible. Do we come today? Would we be saying that? Like, you know, if we put ourselves in a time machine, you know, can we be objective? Is that is that what we'd be doing? Do we just hate LeBron that much? I don't know. I'm asking. So it's not, it's not about being roasted by the media. It's about living with yourself. I don't know how you can go to your hotel room later that night with the knowing that one one point game, time's running down, and I didn't take the shot. I don't know how you could live with yourself and th- say that you're the GOAT. He said he's the GOAT. He's literally said this. Say these things and then not take that shot. I, I don't know how you live with yourself. I don't think it's about what everyone else thinks. It's irrelevant what everyone else thinks. I do well, think, actually, LeBron cares a lot what other people think. Himself. He obviously thinks Danny Green's the GOAT. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of nuance. Of course I do. Why would no, of course like, I do. What, what we love about Kobe and Jordan is they want the ball in the last seconds. They want to go down, falling on you know it's called like falling on your own sword. Yeah. Why? Why would you go out on someone else's terms? Why would you want to go out on Danny Green's terms? Like you have to go back to your hotel room and go to sleep, and you're going to be like, Danny Green was the reason we lost the game. I would never passing the buck. Because it's passing no. the buck because he wants all That's the glory without any of the responsibility, right? So That's he knows he's going to be the MVP. He knows he's going to be this. He knows he's going to be talked about as the greatest. He's going to get the championship. But if Danny if Danny Green makes it, he's the MVP. He's the greatest. He's the blah, blah, blah. He's the championship. It's, he's, he's got his fourth ring. If Danny Green misses, he can say, well, you know, I did what I'm supposed to do. It's not my fault Danny Green missed. I got an yes. open look. I think why we love leadership is because I think you see in little moments like that, it's like you're willing to go out on your terms. That's what it is to me. And it's like, I, I couldn't believe he passed that ball out. I could not believe it. And what's well, interesting is there's the nuance of it, right? Because in basketball terms, it's the right play. It is the right play for the first 47 minutes and for the first 82 games of an NBA season. No. But when the so, game – I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but but you're right. And, and, and I, what you added, and I shouldn't have interrupted you, was in the in the, that we're in the last minute. So go ahead. You you're about to say basically it's fine the rest of the time, but when it's when it's the last minute, and and perfect. My point is, why I was saying no. Look what Butler did, 16 seconds before that. He just right? he didn't settle for a jump shot. 
He didn't settle for a jump shot. He could have held it. It was 21 seconds left of the game. He could have held it for the last shot. He could have kicked it out to one of his three-point shooters, and they could have taken a three even though they're down one. And I understand why teams do that, but that's what they do now. Everybody's It's home run or nothing. Home run or yep. strikeout, three-pointer or nothing. It's a very weird thing. But Butler said, you know what? I don't care if there's 16 seconds left. I got a window here. I'm going to the bucket. I'm going to either get this or I'm going to get fouled. And he got fouled. And he, he gave him a lot of time. But he knew that's what I was and, – and, and I forget who it was, man, Kenny Smith. I don't know who, who, was, who, was, who was narrating here or who was doing the color commentary. But basically they were like, Butler was not going to settle for a jump shot. This is what you're supposed to do, right? He drove. LeBron did the same thing. He drove. You know, get fouled or make the shot. He drove with the intention – he clearly drove with the intention to pass. There, exactly. There's two types of – like you, you, you see it. Because in basketball, when you're driving with the intention to shoot, you almost don't even see anyone, Right. You're like, I'm going to get to my spot, pull up, and I have one or two moves out of this uh, to get my shot. If they do this, I do this. I was shocked, man. It's actually not surprising. It's disappointing because you want to see that next thing from LeBron, but it's not surprising. And I've said this to you before. Tim Grover, Jordan's trainer and Kobe's trainer, has talked about who the alpha was on the Heat, uh, the Heat winning the title, and he spoke about it. He's like, Dwayne Wade was the alpha in those finals. LeBron has it. He has the potential, but he's never done it. Tim Grover said that, and it was just disappointing. I can't believe he didn't rise up and just pull up for a shot. He was on fire the whole day, too. That was his best shooting performance ever. He usually is – he chucks up bricks from threes, usually. You know, uh, you talk about this Grover guy a lot. You, this Grover, you bring this, this Grover guy up a lot, and, you know, I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not as big of a fan of, of him. I was always like the, the count, the one bat, two bats, <laughs> Ah, not Grover. I was never a Grover guy. I mean, well, I I'm, not not Grover. I'm not a Grover fan. The guy but, who played but, the piano, rah, rah, you know, the guy, you know, well, he was definitely not my favorite Muppet, Grover. You you remember the – do you ever watch American Gangster? Of course. Okay, well – I'm a movie uh, guy. I'm a movie guy. What's, what's the main guy's name, that one that dies in the beginning? Lucas. Yeah, no? Like Lucas. He was his driver, right? He was he Frank Lucas. He was the driver, but who Booby something was the guy he worked for for twenty four years. Booby Miles, not Booby Miles. Booby Miles, the guy guy Frank from Odessa, Pennsylvania. The guy Frank Lucas drove around for twenty years. But the point is, who knows Michael Jordan and Kobe better than Tim Grover? He spent every day with them. Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas was in Friday Night Lights. You're the worst at helping me get. The worst at helping me get value to uh, Luca Nation. <laughs> but point is, Tim Grover <laughs> knows these two guys better than anyone else. He also trains Dwayne Wade. He knows Dwayne Wade better than anyone else. I love listening to people who spend time behind the scenes with these athletes and what they have to say. That's, I think that's super important. Well, you know what the, you know what the deal is? LeBron, instead of kicking out to Danny, to Danny who should he have kicked it out to? He should have kicked out to Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not Booby Miles. Not Booby Miles. <laughs> Bumpy, oh, Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy Johnson, man. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. Oh, I don't blame him. It's exactly what his colors are. You know, you don't change the stripes on a zebra, I always say. It's just who LeBron is. You can't hate him for it because he does make plays. Uh, I just wish he would have rose up and got to a spot and uh, – took the shot win or lose you take you take the shot you're the best player you're the greatest of all time this is for kobe's legacy of this year you're wearing kobe jerseys 
what better storyline could you want in that moment than just go to the bucket and get a shot at at least an attempt at a shot to get your fourth. Well, obviously, like, your play today is uh, your play is what Danny Green. <laughs> no, my play is not Danny Green. I Tavius Caldwell Pope. <laughs> Do you think we should give him plays? I think we've brought a lot of value today, and you've given him a play with your Pokemon. I almost want this to be a Pokemon themed Saturday morning episode, unless you want me to well, give him a uh, moneymaker. That's fine. No, no. I, could no, give, so I have about, a moneymaker, Cage. Well, you can do that, but he, how about this? I, you know, if you if you don't mind, um, maybe maybe better value, because there are people out there who have LeBron cards. Maybe I'll ask you a question, and then, you know, you can tell me what your thoughts are on it, and it might actually be more value to our audience than uh, than you giving a card play. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. And remember, you can change your answer because the story of the NBA 2020 finals has not yet been written. And LeBron could go out there in game six and score 87 points and put on one of the greatest finals performances of all time and, and you know, become the alpha male that we all want him to be. And, and Grover Cleveland, who used to train whoever it is, could, you know, he could be wrong. And, you know, finally LeBron's the A and, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I won't hold you to this because I'm asking at a difficult time, but here's the deal. I'd like you to address our audience who has LeBron cards. Now, I'd love for you to tell me if you were holding, and I'm going to go through some cards, if you were holding some of these LeBron cards, what would you do now? Are you a buyer? Are you a seller? And I'm going to go through some, some various types of cards. Obviously, guys, there are a million LeBron cards out there. I can't name them all, but I'm going to give you uh, kind of a different, couple different tranches. So tranche number one and tranche number two. Number one is those iconic blue chip style LeBron cards. Somebody who has his 2003 Topps Chrome rookie, whether it's a PSA 10 or a high grade, his Topps rookie card. Um, you know, some of these high grade rookie LeBron cards that are out there. Um, that's tranche number one. What would you be doing now based on what's going on with the LeBron market? And then tranche number two is those lower end ones, right? The people who went in and bought the optic bases, the prism bases, maybe yeah, they went and they, they spent some money on a PSA 10, you know, base prism from this year or an optic from last year because it's his first one in a Lakers jersey um, and that kind of stuff. So, um, um, so, so I want to know what your thought is. So with those, I think no doubt, I would imagine if you bought those, you're sitting on profit because they have gone up a lot. Uh, in no question, do you sell those to me? The lower end, the Prism first year rookie, the Prism uh, first year Laker, the Prism first year Laker silver, the Optic, even the Optic 2016, that iconic one that's become kind of popular with LeBron uh, doing a layup and Kobe in the picture. I, yep. I just don't see that holding up. That to, that to me is an easy sell. Take your profit uh, and just sit back and watch because that's a card that's not going to go up a ton more. If you really want it for your personal collection, I truthfully think you could even rebuy it for less, even if they do win. Um, the iconic ones, the blue chip. The iconic blue chip is a little bit tougher, man, because you don't know where people bought it, right? Uh, I really don't so, know. So I will break it down for me. Break it down. What if somebody bought in and they're in the profit now, as opposed to somebody who bought in and paid five figures for it? If, if you bought in and you're in the profit, I really would sell. I really would sell. I wouldn't care if I got 11 or 15K for it. 
right? Like, even if okay. you get 11, so, so you're, you bought it for a you're thousand. a seller on that card right now. Yeah, I just don't think. Why? I don't see a lot of positive momentum for LeBron. I think a lot of people are annoyed with him as a personality, him always speaking out on politics. He's lost a lot of fans. Um, I think uh, even his truest, like, supporters, they used to call them uh, bronsexuals, even they <laughs> – I've never heard even, I think you've never heard it twice, but that's the only time <laughs> I've ever heard it. There's actually Instagram accounts called, like, bronsexuals. Or, like, it's just fucking hilarious. But um, even the, his most – passionate supporters are losing faith that he's as good as Jordan. I lost you. Did you hear that? You lost me? Yeah, they're, that they're his most ardent supporters. Yeah, are even losing faith that he's in the conversation with, with uh, Jordan. And you, you even watching these playoffs, like, you, like they win – the narrative is going to be he had the easiest road ever, and he still barely got there. Well, you're already there, I think. People are already saying that, that this is, a, this is his easiest opponent to ever that he ever faced. It should have been a sweep. You and I were saying it was a sweep or a five games at most, and we're, we're not his supporters. You know, neither of us are really fans, no. and for different reasons, right? You're a Kobe guy, and I'm a Jordan guy. Neither of us are LeBron guys. And, um, and the fact that it's now going to a six game is, I mean, even when he wins – the, the discussion is going to be, how did it take him so long to beat this team? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And, and so, so it's just a lot of not so positive trending momentum is how I see So you're it. a seller on LeBron. The only person you would tell not to sell is somebody who bought in late because you don't want them to lose money. Yeah. I don't want them to lose money. I think they could do more with the trade. If they do win, it's going to be an easier card to trade. And instead of like selling right now, there's a little bit of uncertainty. Like I, I think even people, like as much as people think LeBron's going to win, there's not mm-hmm. a ton of LeBron buyers out there. Like I've been tracking right. the market, there's not a ton. Uh, you would think there'd be more with a guy approaching us fourth championship, uh, wearing the Mamba jerseys, wouldn't you? Well, there's no scarcity of LeBron. That's part of the problem, right? You can get into LeBron any year, any card, any value you want. So a lot of the a lot of the deal that you're talking about great there point, is great point, by the way. It's a you great know. point. By the way, the, the, there's this um, – there's a really good account. His name's – and we're going to have him on. His name's the Real 27 guy. And he sent out he sends out the Saturday newsletter. And if you haven't signed up, I think it's like 10 bucks for the newsletter and has so much information. Did an analysis of rookie cards for LeBron, rookie cards for Kobe, and rookie cards for Jordan. And rookie cards for LeBron are just 4X the volume of Kobe and, and uh, Jordan. Sure. There's just so many of them out there. That's what happens. And don't sign up for that guy's account until we have him on. Okay. There you go, Luba Nation. Will you want a guy on? We'll, we'll have him on some value. Don't sign up for his account. I'll give him a quick, a quick play here. Kobe PSA 9s, the tops ones, are now mm-hmm. selling for 400 bucks. The PSA okay. 10 is selling for 2500 2300 2004 whatever. Just a horrible multiple, and you could do a lot with that card. Um, so I know this, it's really high pop, but if you could find newly graded, really well-centered PSA 9s of Kobe for 400 bucks, 425 bucks, it's the Topps 138 card, I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's literally your – it's a steal. Like it. the, the raw card, literally the raw card, has, I've seen sold for that amount. People shooting for the 10. PSA has completely stopped giving 10s on this card. 
I've sent in, I've sent in probably 15. That should have been tens, but I've got nines on. You can hold the nines because those are going to go up in value. You can cross them over. I, I, I'm going to go out on the record and say a PSA nine, PSA a PSA nine freshly graded Kobe card, the 138, might get a BGS ten. It's literally gotten that. They've become that scrutinized on that card. I'm sure. Listen, there are a lot of cards that you could say that for. Um, I have yet to see a PSA 10 Charizard. That's as nice as the nine that I own. <laughs> I know I'm subjective and then, you know, I know I'm supposed to say that, right? Because it's my card. Everybody says their card is the best one. But yeah, PSA is not grading the same as they were a couple of years ago. I like it. Guys, here's the, the, the only other little public service message. And remember, come on back and we'll do our NFL preview tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 only, the only message that I'll have for you guys is this. Um, the debate, the presidential debate was canceled on October 15th. Um, hmm. And um, we still need somebody who's going to defend Michael Jordan. Because it's not fair if I do it. Because it's unfair to anybody that I debate against. Because I will just destroy them. So we need a Jordan fan. <laughs> We need somebody to defend Jordan, to channel me. Someone who you know I will help because obviously I'm Jordan and not LeBron. I think we may have found our LeBron guy. I think we may have found our LeBron guy. So this is to you, Chris, House of Jordans, if you happen to be listening. Will you take up the mantle? Will you be the person who argues for Michael Jordan? If not, is there somebody else out there? Somebody listening to this? Probably a couple thousand people are going to listen to this in the next couple of days. Are you Jordan's biggest fan? Do you want to come on Lucas, Tigers, and Browns and argue that the GOAT is clearly, clearly Jordan? But I'm going to throw a wrinkle into this because I love confusion and I love lunacy. Is there a Kobe guy out there? Do we need to have a Ross Perot on the stage with our two mainstream candidates? Do we have to have a third-party green candidate does somebody have to step up? And I call it the green candidate because a lot of those Kobe rookie cards have green. You guys who have them know what I'm talking about. Do we need the green party on stage with us? Do I have to find a Mamba guy? Do we need a third person in this debate to talk about the GOAT? Are you Kobe's biggest fan? Let us know. DM us. Put a comment on this when we post about it. Let us know. Maybe we'll have a three-way dance to talk about who the GOAT is. We're going to have this We're gonna have this episode here. We're definitely going to do a nice little debate. I think we may have found our LeBron lover. What do you call him? A bronze testicle? What'd you say? Bronze you... sexuals. Oh, bronze sexual. I, I, I don't know where I got bronze testicle from. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, we're having some fun with this stuff. So we need a Jordan. I, th- I think it's a great idea. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen, Luca Nation. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.